market commentary now. Uh, Meryl Pick, portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group, is with us. Uh, Meryl Pick, I'm curious uh, to hear from you this evening as to whether or not you think Noel Quinn at HSBC is right, because it seems very, very ambitious. Meryl? Oh, uh, good evening, Bruce. Uh, hey, <laughs> good evening to you. I missed the first half of that question, unfortunately, Bruce. Noel Quinn, the CEO of HSBC, he is saying that the China, the Chinese property crisis is probably over. Would you agree? Oh, Bruce, what an interesting question. Um, I think to understand that and answer that properly, one probably has to look at the underlying demand for property and what would drive that. Now, we know that um, China's population peaked, I think, sometime in last year. If you look forward at the expectations for population growth, um, they do not look too, um, too exciting. They're starting to resemble what we see in developed markets. And we know that demand for property is driven by number of families starts, um, you know, young couples buying new homes typically. Um, so I would think structurally that we could still see headwinds to the property crisis for some time to come. What we could see is perhaps some um, intervention in terms of the, the government's aggressive intention to burst that bubble, perhaps just trying to cushion that impact. But I think structurally underlying demand remains a problem. Exactly. But if we can get the property sector in, in China sorted out, at least that's one step closer to, um, to away, further away from, from a full-blown crisis. Talk to me about the problems that MTN is having in Nigeria, perpetual problems in their biggest market. This one is to do with some calculations they did on exchange rates between the weakening Nigerian Naira, a rampant dollar, and a couple of mistakes that they seem to have made. Yes, absolutely. The, so, MTN Nigeria fundamentally should be such a strong business for um, the MTN group. They are the leading telco in that region, by far the market leader. Um, in constant currency, um, they are still experiencing strong top-line growth, meaning there is demand for the product. But we know that the Naira has weakened against the dollar some 80% over the last 12 months. The, the big move started. Um, um, in June, and being many of the costs are dollar based when when converting those costs it 's impossible to pass through such a big move to customers overnight, so that has caused massive margin um, pressure, not to mention converting any cash um, naira cash reserves um, at that rate now, the black market rate for the naira is still somewhere north of what the spot rate is. Different estimates put that at around 1,000, which means that in our framework of theme and price, this has been a negative theme. Perhaps it's reduced somewhat with the Naira close to 800, but there is still room for this to weaken further, and we have most likely not yet seen the bottom. It obviously has an inflationary impact as well. We've seen Nigeria print inflation numbers of about 26%. So if we think, you know, 4.5% is bad, if we think 8% in the UK is bad, try 26%. Um, all of these things point towards pressure on the uh, central bank of Nigeria to raise rates. Now, a month ago, they've got a new governor, new DGs in place, no action as yet, but with inflation where it is, 
um, with the spot rate quite a gap from the black market rate to the dollar, it would suggest that they should raise rates and that might resolve this this issue, but that would obviously be quite a painful um, decision to make more painful con- for consumers in the short term and perhaps then more pressure on telco demand. I think the silver lining here could be the oil price. So Nigeria's oil production volumes have still not um, resumed where they were uh, pre-COVID. Government has announced some very aggressive plans and intentions to get oil production back up to at least 2 million um, barrels. And with the oil price where it is, this could be a boost to the fiscus and perhaps offset some of this pressure um, on the dollar if the oil price stays higher for longer. But uh, all in all, this is going to have about a 8 to 10% impact on MTN group earnings, which is why I think we yeah. saw that uh, share price reaction today. Share price fell about 6.5%. And I'm wondering here, Meryl, when we look at the the calmer waters that are presented by Vodacom versus the more volatile option presented by MTN and the valuations on both of these companies, if I gave you 50 bucks and I said, you know, I don't know, MTN or, or Vodacom, where would you put it? Mm, that's an interesting choice. Definitely Vodacom stable and steady. However, um, we've got inflation and a weak consumer in South African market as well. They are also um, investing offshore and having to um, invest in other markets. A a reasonably stable dividend yield, I would put probably 30% of that money into Vodacom and 70% into MTN. I think a lot of this bad news is now priced into MTN. So it's all about what's in the price at the end of the day. And if I said, uh, would you put a portion of that 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 fifty bucks? Let's make it a hundred. Um, so seventy thirty of MTN Vodacom. Uh, if I chuck pick and pay into the mix, would you put it all into pick and pay over the next two years, or would you just ignore pick and pay altogether? I am still staying on the sidelines of pick and pay um, at this point in time. Um, I look at the competition and I see a very strong footing. I'm. I'm I think. Again, a lot is in that price, um, but I've observed turnaround after turnaround in this market, and turnarounds are quite tough um, to execute. So ask me that question again in 12 months' time. <laughs> okay, I'll make a note. I'll make a note. That's what I will do. Meryl, thank you very much indeed. Meryl Pick is a retail specialist. Uh, that's uh, the primary job uh, within the old mutual investment group, which is also a portfolio manager within that particular investment business.